Hey everybody, welcome back to the Gymnazo Podcast. It is CJ and Katrina here from Gymnazo. Katrina, first time on our podcast. Uh, it's actually a special podcast because Katrina just graduated from our MDMC from Gymnazo EDU, our multidimensional movement coaching certification. Uh, she is a coach here at Gymnazo, just started this year, and has been a multi-year athlete at Gymnazo beforehand. So we don't typically hire from within our own athletes. We hire from outside. Uh, but Katrina came in with such a high level of uh, leadership, coaching skills, and passion for the game and for serving other people. So um, I'm extremely honored to be able to have this conversation with you, Katrina. Welcome on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was quite the intro. <laughs> Welcome to the Gymnazo Podcast, where you get to peek behind the curtains of what it takes to create and run a seven-figure fitness facility that ranks in the top 5% of boutique fitness studios for revenue. But to be honest, that's the least important thing about us. Founded by me, Michael Hughes, Gymnazo has created an ecosystem of services that blend performance with restoration techniques and attracts top coaches to its facility. Hosted by its owners, Peyton and myself, and our top coaches. This podcast shares our best practices on everything from how to build a sustainable fitness business to how to program for maximum results to how to build a hybrid training module that's online and in person. We have marketing secrets, movement innovation, and breaking down trends in the industry. If you're a fitness professional or a fitness business owner, this is where you learn how to sharpen your skills and to see maximum results. Uh, we're going to deep dive into Katrina's experiences with Gymnazo and kind of what it was like to be an athlete and kind of work through our full ecosystem and suite of services from Melt Mole Move to one-on-one exclusive training to semi-private where you got four athletes to one coach and then all the way into group training, G3 testing, and kind of along the whole lines of what else we have to offer and what else now she is able to offer this community with her own level of leadership and coaching. So without further ado, uh, Katrina, would you mind sharing how you first heard about Gymnazo? How did you even end up in this realm, uh, in this space and slow? Don't give me your whole birth story and everything, but uh, how did you end up in our doors a few years back? Um, yeah, so I ended up here because, well, first of all, I had, I've heard of it from people, but was too scared to come in. You know, everyone has their their issues with going into the gym, thinking I'm not fit enough, I'm, I'm not strong enough. Um, but when I really decided to come in, I heard from a friend who had recovered from an injury, and I was suffering from injury or I guess movement dysfunction at the time. And so I decided it was time to pull the trigger and just go in and get some help. I'd been going through physical therapy for a while for my back and it wasn't, it wasn't helping. And I got to the point of where she told me, yeah, you're probably just not going to be comfortable anymore. You're probably not going to be able to ride your bike. You're probably not going to be able to do these things anymore. And that was just completely unacceptable to me. So I showed up here and it was amazing. It was like, a one one hour fix almost. So, what did you come in with originally? What was the what was the movement dysfunction or things you're having issues with? Back pain, just major back pain, like so much so all the time that it hurt to just be alive. Basically, um, walking hurt, sitting hurt, laying down hurt. I laid on my stomach for most of the day, reading about stretching, reading about exercises hmm. to strengthen, to try to fix it myself, and I just couldn't do it. It was like everything I tried would it would help for maybe an hour and then I have to go back to the stomach, lay on stomach, you know, press up again, just trying to decompress the whole spine, 
I mean, that's what I was told to do by my physical therapist, and it worked for a little bit, but not enough. <laughs> yeah, the things that offer temporary relief, um, we find that those things tend, we say, oh, this is what works, and it's like it only gave us an hour, two hours, three hours, maybe a day if we're lucky, and then stuff comes right back, and sometimes, and oftentimes, worse, or in different ways, different pathways, like, oh, no, and that's not my back today, it's my knee today, or it's my shoulder today. It's kind of the age-old story of just the chain reaction of different dysfunctions that can arise from not addressing a root cause or root source of what's going on. Um, and a lot, a lot of things that we went through initially were finding out why, or why are you in back pain, what's what causes it? Um, and a lot of times when it's something that just kind of exists all day long and it's chronic, um, there's multiple pieces that attribute to that back pain. Um, so if you, I don't, a while back, but do you remember what it felt like leaving that first session or when you were in that first session, uh, the things you gained or the conversations that were had? How did that kind of go down, if you can recall um, some of those moments? Uh, in the very first session, I came in just absolutely so terrified because I was in so much pain and it took a lot for me to trust someone that wasn't in the medical profession. But I was to the point where I didn't trust them either because they were recommending surgery. They're like, oh, just go get an MRI. You probably need surgery. And I really, really just had a strong belief that I could heal without that. And so when I came in here, I was scared. But then you were so incredibly positive and just like you had that can-do attitude. Oh, well, I'm sure we can get you feeling better in this next hour. And I was like, okay, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> but it totally did. It worked. And uh, yeah, then I was just a total believer because it, it lined up with everything I already thought. So it just, it was perfect. What was different? I know you had, you said you've been reading about stretching and yeah. and I'm assuming trying to do the stretches that you're reading about, right? You're doing some pieces. A lot of times we're reading like, oh, you should do this, do this, do this. And the age old story there is I just haven't done it. I know there's things I need to do. Yeah. Um, and it's that need to do that kind of feels like, oh, it's like a chore. It's a task versus something that, something that I can do. And a lot of these um, techniques, bring out some of those scary forces of like back pain or other knee pains like oh no I'm gonna hurt myself worse I don't know what I'm doing um, that's where a coach can step in and say like I'm here to guide you and I'll be with you every step of the way and that's that's what we try to do as coaches at Gymnazo is to be there not to hold your hand the whole path but to walk that path with you and so when there are scary points or uncomfortable points or as movement function arises and goes away we're there to kind of help guide that path as well um what was it, was there conversations in that first session, uh, were there techniques that were different from what you were reading about? What, what, what do you think it was that kind of flipped that switch that said, okay, this is something that I know that I can handle and I know I can take care of, but now I have a path that can continue to help me get out of this? Um, well, I, I think the whole technique was totally different. I mean, what I was practicing at home was laying on the floor, not really being connected to the ground with my feet. And when I came in here, I still had my feet in contact with the ground. I was moving my hips more. It was my entire body, not just focusing on those muscles in my spine, um, or not in my spine, but next to my spine. Um, so yeah, it was just integrating everything and realizing that I could twist without hurting myself as long as I, you know, just believed that I could do it and got in that position I, and I did it and it was like oh whoa okay <laughs> there's there's some hope here <laughs> I there's, can actually move oh yeah. my gosh we can move yeah. forward that's yeah. awesome um, um just that and um no I, I don't know. 
don't know. I forgot the question. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when just positivity, like saying you, yeah, I think you can do this. You can do this. That was a huge deal. That, that totally changes my personal trainers, group trainers. We have this power, right? We're in the front lines of dealing with somebody, especially who you're getting advice from the medical community that's saying, let's, let's just go get the MRI, get their x-ray and check what's going on inside, which can be a very safe route because then we can see what's going on in there, though it may not give us the proper readout of what's actually going on. Uh, when somebody does have pain somewhere in a joint, it's a low back, it's a knee, it's a shoulder, it's a neck, it's somewhere. We know that there's a whole body that is either there to help that space heal and help that space move, or it's not connected at all. And, or it's disconnected and working kind of around that space. And either that zone that's having pain um, is a secondary or tertiary effect of what's really going on. And typically the, the original uh, dysfunction or the root cause is hidden. It's been so locked away, either bound down, maybe there was a trauma in a space, maybe it was mental, maybe it was physical. Um, maybe we just have a lack of coordination with certain parts of our body, so our body developed some path of least resistance that then turned into an inefficient path down the road. It put us into a poor attractor well that put pressure on one side of our body or a certain portion of our body. And so what we do as coaches here is to work to build your body back to a full unit, a full functioning foot, ankle, knee, hip, spine, shoulder, out through your arms, out through your head, and not just those parts of your body, but all the things in between, having the organs function together, knowing that the fascia is what connects all those pieces. Um, what was how what was your mindset leaving that session going forward? Was there a, a development of different emotions? Was there light at the end of the tunnel going, okay, there's something here? Uh, what led you to the, like the next step? Uh, and what was that next step? I left thinking, like, I was just kind of shocked, I guess. Um, like, whoa, I just did a workout. I did not know if I was ever, I mean... I didn't know if I was ever going to do a workout again because my physical therapist just kept telling me, You're, you, you aren't going to be able to do that. I think I was 38 or 37 at the time, 38. Yeah, and it was just, I had so much shock and then just so much hope and excitement for the future. And I, you know, I instantly was like, oh, I can't, I've got to grow. I can't wait to grow. Hmm. I'm going to just keep going and I'm never leaving this place. <laughs> That, that being said, what's what do you feel is the power, especially going through the MDM Suite C course, which we'll dive into in terms of the behavioral side of training. We don't just dive into the biomechanics. We really look at the psychology yeah. and how somebody is and how they got to be where they are and how they want to move forward. Uh, what do you find is the, the power of the, the terminology or the words that are used, especially when you've got an authority figure saying that you're not, you can't do this, you shouldn't do this, which happens so often, um, though our heart may be in the right place as a practitioner, it may be more of a cover your ass mentality of like, don't just don't do this because I don't want to yeah. be in trouble for telling you to do something and you hurt yourself. Um, what do you find the value in now in, in terms of how you speak to people, maybe how you speak to yourself too, yeah. language and, and how this whole um, paradigm of communication is shifting in fitness and wellness from no pain, no gain to let's find your success. Yeah. Um, you might kind of dive into that a little bit and, and your experiences with those different kind of mindsets and, and emotions going through. Yeah. Um, in communication. Um, yeah. Just keeping that positive mindset as, you know, as you're speaking to people, telling them, pointing out what they are doing well, what they're able to get to, and then maybe giving them a little glimpse of that future too, of like, hey, you're doing really well in this. Can't wait to see you do this. Not as maybe you can do this, but I can't wait to see you do it so that they know that they're going to get there and, you know, 
they just, you know, you can see it light up. You could see their, their eyes just get a little bit brighter. And um, yeah, that's a big part of taking MDMZ, you know, diving into all of the personality types as well, which we could get to, but yeah. um, just keeping it positive and telling them that they're going to get there. I think that was one of the hardest things for me originally was understanding how to find somebody's success mm-hmm. because a lot of my my learning, my education was involved in treating a dysfunction or in um, getting somebody to do something. If they can't do it, you just don't do that drill. It's yeah. like you just avoid it versus recognize a spectrum of effort and what you're actually trying to go after. Yeah. I do think that's something that people could get caught up in easily is, uh, oh, gosh, let's just move on. Let's go over here and do this. Um, yeah, just m- helping people feel confident through those little tiny things, right? <laughs> they got to be doing something. Yeah, and it's like the, the ultimatum, too. So somebody comes in and says, I can't rotate. Yeah. Now, uh, now our mind goes like, everything is rotation. <laughs> How did you walk in here? How did you get in your car? How yeah. did you get in your bed like you have to rotate we have this i feel like there's just this stale definition of rotation which is to twist yeah and but we don't have a full visual like a full 360 view of what twisting is it's twisting forward and back or or rotating forward and back in the sagittal plane it's rotating side to side in the frontal plane and it's rotating right to left in the transverse plane and all three of those planes are always being used and depending on what the exercise or the movement is that causes that person pain or discomfort or a lack of ease in their functioning, uh, we can use that path or that position or that action to help facilitate more success. Somebody's having trouble walking, for instance. They're like, it hurts my heel when I walk. Yeah. Okay, when? When, exactly. And which heel? Yeah. Yeah, when that uphill, downhill, walking forward. Yeah, that's a a big thing because people are completely unaware of when it hurts. Does it hurt when you're pushing off? Does it hurt when you're landing? Does it hurt in the middle? Nobody knows. If you ask them, they'll just be like, "What do you mean? <laughs> Does it, hurts? I, it hurts. It hurts. Does it hurt after, during, or before? Yeah. Oh, it only hurts me after. Oh, okay. Well, it's looking. Maybe it's a Dom's thing. Maybe it's your body's not recovering well. Yeah. Oh, it's happening during. Well, when? Is it happening initially and then it goes away? It happens later in your walk. It happens only when I'm going uphill, right? All these things are very, very important. And it's not, it doesn't just end there. Like, okay, perfect. We know when it gets you or how, how it hurts you or where specifically in your body, in your knee. Okay, we well, have all parts of your knee, front side, outside, inside, back side, yeah. top side, bottom side, like where in your knee. It's like tell people to get in tune with their body first to just be able to communicate. Because as coaches, we, we say this day in, day out. We can't feel anything for that person. Right. We can see what's going on. And the more we attune our eyes and lenses to um, adjust our intent of what we're looking at, are we looking at a specific plane of motion? Are we specifically looking at a speed? Are we looking at a certain range of motion? Like there's a lot of things that could be we could be processing with different lenses. Um, but as soon as we get to that point of recognizing uh, that they feel something and they can now pinpoint when they feel it or how they feel it or where they feel it, now they're connecting deeper to their body and can now relay something that's going on in real time to us. And if we're trained in the right manner of understanding what a transformational zone is, what loading versus exploding is, and recognize that, yes, there are all planes working at one time, but in some movements, there are more percentages of that plane being used, right? Something's more lateral, but it's also a little bit anterior, or maybe it's more rotational. And it's also a little posterior. We can become aware of these pieces that through the MDMC, we can 
compartmentalize and then integrate as one thing. We need to be able to see all things at one time. Well, it's impossible, but we can see more things at one time. Yeah. And we can help to process what the feeling is so that we can shift our language to help somebody find their success because now they don't just feel hopeless and limited. Right. In terms of like, it hurts when I walk. Walking sucks. I shouldn't walk. Yeah. Um, my doctor told me I should not lunge. Yeah. Okay, well, what's your definition of a lunge? It's this. Okay, let me show you 10 other ways we can lunge. Yeah. Oh, those nine other ways didn't hurt you? We have nine visions of success for you that yeah. will help you with the 10th and 11th one, right? Um, yeah, it's, just a, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to see and communicate and to understand. And so uh, if you don't mind kind of diving into... Um, your your experience as an athlete now coming to me out of pain if you don't mind coming and giving us a timeline of that and it's not like oh we're no pain in pain it's like no. there's waves in our life that cause pain and we start to become aware of what causes it do you mind ex- um, exploring with me your path as an athlete before even considering um going through mdmc and coaching yes. what was your experience like here um so yeah uh i feel like it was slow but it, it probably wasn't as slow as i I feel like it was um, coming in, I think it was three sessions and I felt pretty much pain-free and I was feeling good to go. And I was originally just doing some exclusives then jumped into semi-private and then went into group as well. So after I got into group, I was just, I was all fired up and ready to go. Um, but it did, it has been about three years before I decided to go through the MDNC program. Um, I got, I continued doing those semi-privates for those three years every week. Um, and each time it was just like getting more information, you know, breathing, like how to position. And it just didn't ever feel like enough. It's like, I need more, I need more, <laughs> <laughs> hungry for more. Um, so, and then, and then I would, you know, um, see people doing things. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I could probably just help them adjust that just a tiny bit. And it's like, I just felt like I couldn't deny it anymore. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I need, I need more. So I, uh, decided to enroll and, um, it was awesome. So. Super yeah, excited. Let's, let's dive into that. Because um, yeah. you mentioned something. You were coaching before you were coaching, right? I was like, in my mind, <laughs> I was really trying to hold it back because I'm like, I'm not a coach. I'm not a coach. I'm not going to interfere with this. But I, in my mind, I was always like, oh, yeah. And and also, people approached you to get coaching from you. Like, yeah. you were one of the athletes in a class, in a G3 or a G2 class. And people see you doing something almost effortlessly, or you're doing weights that other people are pushing heavily and you're like, damn, Katrina's, <laughs> Katrina's strong as hell. Oh my God. <laughs> she knows what she's doing and she's doing it fluidly. Yeah. Uh, like we recognize that too. Like there's some individuals who really apply and integrate what they've learned here and not just here, but from other practices, other methodologies, other philosophies and integrated them into their practice. And it creates a conversation. It creates curiosity. Yeah. And it's like, why is she, why is she moving so well? Like, we can't judge a book by its cover, too, on the outside. Like, okay, Katrina's girl coming in. She's kind of short. Like, she looks athletic. But, damn, she's pushing that heaviest weight. Okay, yeah. and now, now I have questions. Um, and it's not about necessarily pushing the heaviest weight or going faster. But recognizing the energy with which you put off as you work out is inspiring. Um, it really does encourage others to be like, I can push a little bit more. Yeah. I can find the extra edge. I'm kind of slacking today. I'm being a little... A little busy over here. I need to. I need to step it up and quit doing this. My <laughs> attitude needs to be adjusted quickly. Um, so I appreciate you uh, having that mentality and still coaching without coaching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but now that over started to overflow. And okay, I know I can have a conversation with this and step into that authority and that leadership. And yeah, um, really saw especially these past 
past few months, how natural that comes. Yeah. Um, and, and it really is inspiring. And for anybody who's out there that is a personal trainer and you're putting group trainer, therapist, what you're in movement and you're helping other people or you're serving yourself through this, recognize that your body has a language um, and it has an energy and others can pick up on that too. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Do you kind of own your own weird too? You know, you do your own thing and yeah. kind of have these little tweaks and stuff that you throw <laughs> into these workouts. Like this is just what I do. I enjoy doing it. and you own it. Yes. Um, so for those trainers out there, those therapists out there um, that have a personal practice that don't share it, know that your sharing has power too. And people will start to ask questions. And a lot of times it can create a bigger community and a bigger conversation around um, not right versus wrong, but in what is possible. What is the potential in your movement and in your practice? And when we work together and move together, how much we can grow together. Um, You stepping into the MDMC after having that whole personal practice it kind of skyrocketed your, uh, it kind of pushed you forward quickly. And I think you're just driven already and had some time to, to dive into it. Yes. But I, you came yeah. through that course. How long did it take you to get through the full MDMC course from start to finish? Like when you did the first video to completing your quiz or your, uh, uh, your test at the end? Not very long. About a month. I think five weeks. Yeah. And typically the course takes about three to six months. Some take yeah. longer, some take a little bit quicker, but um, it's a dedication. When you first started the course, what are some things that came up? What were some things that um, you had questioned? And what were you kind of like getting stoked about? Because it is a buildup. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was getting stoked about every single thing I was seeing. <laughs> 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 like, like you said, it's just like it was natural for me. It felt like, oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, that's that little bit. Oh, yes. Details. I love this. I felt like I was getting a look inside of Gymnazo. And since I, you know, was here every day anyway, um, it was just really cool to see the little details of why we do certain things. Um, I, yeah, all of it. I mean, really, <laughs> where do I start? I feel like I could get a, give a, a summary of all of it, but um, really just coming to a full understanding that the body is connected. You have a right and left side, but they are s- the same, right? They're connected together instead of thinking of my separate sides. That was a big thing. I, I knew that but I didn't really actually know it. You know, I didn't actually feel it. I don't think all the way. And, and after that, realizing that, you know, one of the lessons with the, uh, the diag- diagonals and spirals, I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh. So I yeah, let's dive into that too. Cause I, I, the, the course isn't just listen no. and watch. The course isn't just do and apply. The course isn't just think about these things. Yeah. What was that process like for you? Because we built it in a way that does, especially initially, it doesn't get right into the course material. It's about setting your mind. It's yeah. about recognizing who you're serving. It's about understanding that you are not alone. There's a team that surrounds you. And it's, it may not be a direct team. It may be just people who are also in this uh, mind of serving others and recognizing that our own service for ourselves is important too. We need that in order yeah. to serve other people. Uh, wh- how, do you, how could you describe that process uh, in, in terms of how we balance those things out and how you get to integrate and apply what you've learned to then set you up for the next stage? Because it is a lot of application. You do have to do stuff and you yeah. do have to listen a lot. But what's, what was that like for you? Yeah. Um, I So I really appreciated how there's a, a story to MDMC. And so we've got the storyteller and then we have someone who's you in the videos going for a practical application. So you're standing up and you're going through these movements, um, these exercises, and you're encouraged to reflect on it and see how you feel journal about it. 
um, think about it. Think about things that you could improve on, change, um, and just being completely aware of everything. That's a <laughs> huge thing because most of us are not aware of what we're feeling. Just like we said before, my foot hurts. Oh, well, when does your foot hurt? Well, most of us, even coaches, are not aware. I mean, I am now, but there has been a long time where I wasn't. And I know a lot of people walk through life like that. Um, so that was good. And then uh, doing the homework, having uh, situations where you have little case studies and you're going through a case study and you need to solve for this problem. I mean, those are all huge for learning. Otherwise, if you're just watching a video and you have no one to check in with ever, it's like you watch a video, the information just kind of goes in and goes right out. So you have the opportunity to cement it into your brain and really just go for it if you want to. I think one of my, cool. yeah, this is ugh, one of my favorite things that I think we have in the beginning part of the course. It, I think it's in the very beginning uh, is the squat matrix and the toe tap matrix. And the question is describe what you feel and what you experienced in each one of these. And there's six different reaches. It essentially creates a framework from which to explore further. It's not the solve all. Um, it comes from Great Institute's 3D maps. Yeah. Um, in a sense that we're working in the sagittal plane, the frontal plane, the transverse plane. We call it an anterior lunge, a posterior lunge, a same side lateral, opposite lateral, same side rotation, opposite side rotation. And we can lunge, we can step, we can squat, we can, we can do a lot of things from those positions. But just establishing what does it mean to move along your north and south pole, your front and back motion. And then what does it feel like to move along your lateral direction? And what does it feel like to rotate along your axis right and left? And just having that front to back, that side to side, that rotation gives us a sense of calibration and also forces us to reflect and, and take more time through each position. We can go through life in a lot of different positions and funky positions and never train them specifically. But our body is going to self-organize in terms of the spiral dynamics principle that it will organize and find attractor wells and find the path of least resistance. Yeah. And then organize those and make that a very efficient process. But over the course of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years, we are now drilling and mining deeper into these attractor wells. And even being 20, 30, or 40 years old, in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, doing this drill, we've had, we've had life lived before this time. Yeah. That then has changed our fascial web or it's, it's created the way we hold ourselves. Right. And so we can worry about all that past or we can just recognize it and then say, how do we want to move forward and create a more open path? And so in that that initial stage of frameworking forward, back, side, side, if we can do that as individuals and feel it for ourselves and articulate it, that is challenge in and of itself just to articulate those six, six different directions. Yeah. And then talk about different areas of our body that came up in our awareness. Oh, we felt a little twinge in the ankle. Oh, we felt a little grab in the back. Oh, that felt really good on my left side, but really tough on my right side. Oh, I loved the first five on my left side, but that last one was really challenging. On my right side, they all felt great. Yeah. It doesn't give us an answer. It gives us more opportunities to be curious about what our body's capable of or incapable of right now. And so I love, I love seeing how, before we get into any nomenclature and stuff in the course, it, the course asks you to turn in or to put on our Discord channel and communicate with other people what you experienced. And it is a vulnerable thing for a lot of people because like, I, I don't know if I'm right or wrong on this. Everything's totally. right. Just explain yourself and learn how to articulate it in simpler and less words. Yeah. But more thorough. But do you remember that drill? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I remember actually going through and looking at the nomenclature page, trying to, <laughs> trying to make it a little <laughs> bit shorter. Um, 
yeah, it was, it was tough at first. Um, but that is one thing I love is that you have to be vulnerable and put your homework out there and mm -hmm. everybody can see it. And, you know, like you said, it's not wrong. It's just what it is. Oh, it's, and you got to film yourself on stuff. And too. you have to film yourself, <laughs> which at first was crazy. I'm like, I don't want to do this. This is <laughs> awkward. But then once I did it, I felt so good. I was like, yes, I felt like something opened and I was free. Yeah. yeah. Amazing what good. filming yourself and reflecting. Like working in a, working out with a mirror is one thing. Yeah. Working out without a mirror is a whole other thing. Working out without a mirror while there's a phone recording you or a camera recording you and then looking back and hearing yourself talk is a whole other experience. Oh, yeah. How much self-reflection and self-growth happens in there uh, and how vulnerable you have to be with yourself. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I mean, you have to just be okay with it. It's like you could sit there and pick it apart for days, right? But Why? And it up being perfect. We're already there. It's yeah. just a matter of articulating ourselves more clearly. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> you did awesome, by the way. It was, it was fun to watch. Um, and we really get to know each other through that. Like every every coach that goes to MDMC, you have to record yourself doing stuff. And it is uncomfortable. I mean, when I first started recording myself for those videos, it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I'm talking to a blank screen. I have no energy in this room. How? I mean, I spent a few times re-recording things because I was talking to a blank screen and that's what my energy was. Yeah. It was a blank screen. I have no reaction. I have no idea if this message is coming through. But then coming to terms with that was my self-growth of creating creating this with Michael was like, we just got to jump into the deep end. Yeah. And then we got to do it and then reflect and then make it better and then do it, reflect and make it better, but be okay with non-perfection because the perfection is in the experience and in the growth. It's not in the one video. It's right. in the conversation that happens beyond it. It's in a podcast that happens beyond it. It's in hearing about somebody else who went through the MDMC course, helping a client who's been in back pain for 30 years and hasn't had any help and thought they needed surgery. And they leave with two or three sessions going, my back pain is completely gone. Yeah. Or I have strategies now to relieve that sensation. And it's not all about relieving pain, though pain comes up. It's about coming to terms with that pain. It's also about coming to terms with what do you want to do with your movement. And as uh, Leo Savage says, like, do something beautiful with your strength. Yeah. Well, if you're not strong, it's really tough to make something beautiful. But you can be strong and in pain and work to um, solidify some certain areas that may be lacking. Um, or just shifting into areas of like, I need to mobilize these parts of my body so that I can be strong in these, these movements. And then how beautiful it feels to be strong, to be stable, to, to unlock things that have been locked away for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever the case is, a couple weeks, even a couple weeks of having some knee issues. Like, I can't hike, I can't run, I can't walk. Oh, getting out of that, you're like, freedom! Yeah. Okay, wait, I've been a few weeks of compensations. I need to kind of reintegrate. Life is a process. Movement is a process. Um, were there other parts in the course initially that made you feel um, out of touch initially and then you gained more awareness of yourself or certain areas that you found like restricting you and then after coming through this, uh, this discomfort of filming or posting something like, I know a lot more than I did before. I knew it already. I was just blocking myself from knowing these things or I didn't have an uh, inlet to yeah. learn. I definitely felt that way. I felt, um, well, getting over the filming, that was a big deal. So um, anybody who hasn't put their videos on MDMC, you should go do it. <laughs> because it, it actually, I felt like it really changed a lot of things for me. Um, Confidence-wise, yeah, not having to look perfect. And, and also what you said about the energy. Bringing that energy is so hard when there's no one around. It's like, oh, I'm going to talk to this blank screen. Um so growing through that, that was awesome. And then um, unlocking 
That was a question I'm <laughs> Yeah, like with the parts of yourself, that, I mean, I recognized it. This is why I bring this up because mm-hmm. there's, there's stages of the course that we you know we go through this mindset and understanding what's physical, what's behavioral, and what's biological, and recognizing that actually those are all can be one and in the same. They all influence each other. Yeah. What do I do with this information? And then we kind of change gears a little bit and go into some practical frameworking and understanding what a matrix is. Then going into a little bit deeper of understanding that there there are there's nomenclature, there are words, there's a language of movement that is universal. It's not doesn't belong to anybody. We just happen to uh, have this living document, which Clean and I just did a podcast on last week. Okay. Um, it was on nomenclature and, and recognizing the importance of it, the value of it, because it can be somewhat boring just learning a language. Like, all right, I know I know English, I know how to talk movement, but then you go to write something down, you're like uh, shorthanding something, and then you go back to the client, you're like, ah, damn, I, I have no idea what I did with this person. <laughs> so true. If you're working with one or two clients, it's one thing, but if you yeah. got like five, ten people that you're working with, you better have a good way of note taking. Yeah, and know when you come back to that person that you still have to serve them and build and progress um, or regress depending on what's going on. But if you don't know what you did with the person, how do you really know yeah. where you want to take them or them specifically, how do they know where they're going, right? Yeah. So we get into this whole nomenclature piece and that combines with the behavioral piece. So understanding how our words matter and how when we talk about movement, if we say too many words, nobody's going to get what you're doing, especially as it goes to functional movement. Like you can say a squat and a lunge and a press and a pull. But that becomes mundane and boring to a sense that, yes, we'll get stronger in those things, but there are multiple dimensions to explore in terms of your sagittal frontal and transverse plane specifics, but then also more dynamic transformational zones of sport and like cutting and changing direction and jumping down, like more complex pieces, which we have in our G1, G2, G3 at Gymnazo, like we have the complexity. But when we're going through the course, most people don't have the Gymnazo uh, ecosystem to work with. They're working from whatever location they're at. So it's kind of a building of understanding that this doesn't just take us. This takes a, a whole army of yeah. people that are that are moving forward in this industry. Um, were there parts of like when you got into these different pieces that were like, ah, oh, got me like pumped up or inspired um, or even like combatish? Like, oh, I don't know if I believe this. I'm I'm gonna go with it. But uh, were, were there anything that stands out? Um, in the course. Honestly, most of it the, for the course, I felt like I had a little bit of a cheat code because I've mm-hmm. been here for so long. Um, it was all to me; it's all gold. Here's <laughs> <laughs> it twenty bucks. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> nomenclature. I know a lot of people are struggling with nomenclature, and to me, that was just like it wasn't tough at all. Um, just because I I've seen the boards every day, um, and I just yeah, like just the way that you guys always spoke during coaching sessions um and the way you still do the way you speak during coaching sessions um i've learned to try to speak that way as well it's very understandable um it just yeah all of it just seemed great i it is yeah you did have kind of a cheat code because you're experiencing it by osmosis and you're probably looking at the board like okay i can figure this out in a sense like you're already playing the game of okay coach isn't trying to work out yet i see the board i know what it says on there and i'm kind of deciphering it you can get like a 90 to 100% correct just like watching the yeah. board. And so bringing that nomenclature pieces of it, it just brings in some more depth. Yeah. For somebody on the outside listening to this going, well, I don't really understand the value of nomenclature. I have my language. Um, as this field of fitness, wellness, holistic health, alternative healing um, continues to unify, if we don't have a language that unites us and a way of communicating through movement that is not just specific to us, but it's more universal to every person's body, 
Um, if we don't use that, we will never find unification. Right. Because we're communicating on different waves. We may be talking about the same thing, but you call this a split squat swing, and we're calling it an RXX, LXX, squat, knee tap, bilateral hand, viper, swing from hip to overhead height, right. diagonal swing. They both may be the exact same thing. One's more complex and one's not, but one, the more complex one, gives you opportunity to explore each little piece of that. Exactly. The position of the feet, the position of the piece of equipment, the action in which we are performing, the range of motion in which we are performing it, the triangulation, so not just the range, but the direction and the right. height. And then also the other OEs of speed, duration, and load. Yes. We can throw those in, and now we have 10... We have 10 things to consider in every single exercise, if not more, but 10 main things. And if we're not aware of those 10 things, we may not need to communicate all 10, but we need to be aware of all 10 if we're going to be able to communicate on the same level. Because right. you may know the split squat diagonal swing, but that's all you know, and you haven't even thought of the, about the spectrum of effort. So somebody who cannot do that, you now take them away and they can't do that thing. They have to do something else. Versus, wait, can I change your foot position? facilitating a slightly different chain reaction that now is not uncomfortable or is something that you can do. Right. Now we have an entry point into more success. Right. Yeah, it's the ability to, ability to be very specific and just be able to pass it on without explaining it, right? You could just read that line and know, okay, we got this. We can do this. And then you know what to change, right? Because you know exactly where you started from. So yeah, super important, super cool. I'm a, I'm a big fan. What do you think was the biggest growth in the course for you specifically when you were going through it? Um, I know it only took you a month. You were streamlined into it. You are already coaching. But there were there moments of growth or transformation um, or just moments that you're like, man, I, I feel changed or adapted or something had shifted in you? Because um, I've certainly seen a confidence shift. Uh, yeah. You have a lot of confidence. But now coming through, I'm like, man, she speaks the language now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Honestly, um, well, going through the MDMC program, honestly, the biggest thing for me was doing those videos of myself. That was my biggest. I did not really want to do that. Um, I just never had. It just wasn't something I desired. So I didn't. But once I did, I, I felt like it just really did open something up for me. I don't know what it was. It was just like, oh, okay, that was easy. Gosh, why why have I been hiding mm. from this? Um, but after I came in here and started co-coaching, that's when things really changed for me. Um, as you guys helped me grow through that process, I was, I was nervous, which was kind of nuts because like, this is like my comfort zone in here, you know? <laughs> and then I uh, found myself in, in a spot where I was like, oh gosh, I, I'm not as comfortable as I thought I was. I don't know. And I, and just like, um, feeling confident with my knowledge that I have. Um, after I realized that I do have this knowledge, I actually understand what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it's okay for me to tell people things and, and give advice to people because I do actually understand why I'm saying it. So MDMC, without that, I wouldn't have understood, honestly. So That's beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. You have experience to run off of. It's, and I think that's why I like MDMC so much is that it gives you direct experience. Yeah. You, to graduate, you have to go to, through, you have to coach a class, a yeah. gymnasio class, um, gymnasio level, gymnasio standard from warm up to workout description, to workout and coaching and cueing and tweakology and problem solving for somebody who might be in pain yeah. to then cooling people down with some mobility work. Um, and if we haven't practiced any of those things for ourselves, how much more challenging it is, right? Yeah. Um, some people don't include any cool down or mobility after their workout. Right. You just don't see the value until you do it and you're like, 
holy shit, I've been missing a, full, a key component into my own experience. Um, and so c- coming through that, that full spectrum of coaching the classes, I'm glad that you said that because that is the real experience, yeah. is actually coaching a class. You might have all the tools, all the skills, all the knowledge, but not the experience. Now what do I do? Oh, man, I'm really nervous. And the thing holding you back from actually doing a class is your own confidence and being able to portray and drip the knowledge and the education um, and coach a fun class to those athletes. And a lot of times it's the, the lack of organization of what we're trying to portray, what we're trying to bring to our community, market to our community, serve with our community. So a group class. All right, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a, a group circuit class. Yeah. That could be anything, you know, there's so right. much there. We have an organization that, that we found that works with our community and generally it's the workout, the warm up 10 minutes, the workout description, five to 10 minutes, the workout itself about 30 to 40 minutes and then a five to 10 minute cool down. And in that time you can share, you don't have to like throw up all your knowledge yeah. on it. Cause that's <laughs> one thing we talk about is like hide your cards. Like you might have a pocket aces. Don't show them yet. You got to you gotta sh- just kind of build the pot up, build success, and then you've got this really cool tweak, this really cool movement you saw that you've, you've done yourself and it felt amazing, but your, your team isn't ready for it. Okay, we've got to kind of, we got to set the stage of building a progression in that hour or that hour and a half, whatever you have for your class. Yeah. And in MDMC, we set you up with that pathway so that then you can, you can branch off if you need to. Mm-hmm. But without that, that organization, Either we don't take action, we don't offer the class as an individual, not not in gymnasia, but let's say you're somewhere else in the world. You're like, well, I've never led a group class or I've never had more than three or four people in one session. I want to do a 10-person, 15-person session. How do I do it? Oh, I can't do it. You immediately write yourself off. Yeah, or you can go, I have a structure. You really just need to take a class. Right. Yeah. Before you before you coach a group class, find a place like Gymnazo, take do a virtual, whatever, you know, take a group class. You know, I had been taking group classes sessions for three years and I still when I got to that coaching moment was like, Oh my gosh, wait, what order do I go in? What we do this warm up and then okay, but I couldn't even remember it. It was just so mm. if you even if you haven't had that experience, think of how much harder it will be. Um so I would definitely suggest taking some sessions. And seeing how it is. Yeah. Learn from other coaches. Everybody's got different energies, different styles, and you as an individual have your own. Yeah. And a good way to learn is to copy a little bit here and there because um, you can go completely off the wall and people are like, I did not enjoy that. That was so disorganized. <laughs> I have no idea. The person was really cool, but I have I didn't really enjoy myself. It's like we need to understand the behavioral side of things. Who's coming in? Who are we serving? Who's our target audience? Um, and through the MDMC, we, we open up that discussion, and there's opportunity to communicate. We are very accessible. Um, it may not be within five minutes of when you respond to something, but it will be within that day or that week of saying something and turning something into that course and really offer feedback. Yes. Uh, and a lot of encouragement, too. Like th- We are here to encourage each other, really. Yeah. The it's feedback such an exciting is time. It's a big deal to get that feedback and know like, Oh, Hey, I need to work on this or, Oh, I did so great. Yes. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with messing up here and there. It's no. like, that's how we grow. In fact, we say fail faster, fail early and fail fast, Smart. fail often so yes. that you know what you can build from. Yes. If you just have success, when something goes wrong, Oh shit, what do I do? We talk about handling situations. We talk about sh- how to hug people without hugging people, you know, yeah. how to, how to speak to people's hearts and their brains and their purpose without having to force anything on them. You're just sharing and opening opportunity, a channel for them to open up. 
Right? Yeah, that that is what that's one of the things that makes MDMC so great is that you have all those things added in. Um, and also understanding people's different personality types and being able to see that as they walk through the door and and finding ways to connect with people. I mean, all that stuff. It's invaluable for business. Small sure. pieces, but they but they definitely add up. Yeah. Um, Katrina, is there anything else, um, after completing this course, congratulations, by the way, such a huge achievement Thanks. and, uh, the MDMC squad is certainly growing this year. It's like, it's taking off. Yes. It's like every week we've got somebody graduating. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, three people graduated this week. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Um, and people are finding success in different parts of the world. We've never even met, uh, uh, as a team, two of our coaches currently, they came from our MDMC program. Yeah. Um, and they coach our virtual group sessions and it's, it's, it's awesome to witness. It's awesome to be a part of and to see not only coaches grow within our community, but coaches growing and they're, they have their own gym or they're working at a gym and their own box, whatever it is, and they're finding new ways to find success with their clients and they're finding growth that can last a lifetime versus it's a six-week program and then I'll maybe never see you again. It's like, no, you may have a lifetime client that right. you develop because of going through MDMC or because of... Uh, understanding the behavioral, the physical, and the biological components and speaking to somebody in that whole way versus just parts of them. Oh, you're just a body coming in. It's a transaction. Here's your workout. Good luck. Go. No, like, where's the heart in that? It's definitely personal. Where's yeah. the love in that? It does feel like you get to know people even though you haven't actually met them through Discord, right? You can comment on other people's stuff. And it's like the, it's a whole group supporting each other. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and you, we, on the other side of it, we have our Movement Collective, which is a free um, communication through Discord. So we got a bunch of different tabs in there talking about anything from uh, just some chit-chat and some encouragement to podcast topics to um, check out this video. Here's a case study of what I did with this client. Hey, I'm working with this client who has this, 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 and I've never worked with somebody with this. Does anybody have any experience? Can you share? Yes, It's I love an it. open forum. It's an open opportunity of not even really like-minded individuals in terms of our methodologies. It's like-minded in the, in the service that we are in right. to better serve our community. And every community is different, but there are similarities. We do have a brain. We do have a mind. We do have or, uh, a heart. We do have a gut. And we've got to speak to those pieces. We've got to create programs that come from there and then share w the success with others or share our failures with others and recognizing that it's not always full success and rainbows and sunshine. A lot of times like, I could have done something way better with that client, but man... I'm so glad I went through that hour session so that now I can serve them better. Or if they don't come back, I can serve the next person better. Yeah. And that's, that's how we grow, especially with somebody who doesn't have a ton of experience um, or you're new to this field or you're shifting careers and you want to come from a, a place of service for your community through movement training, through helping people get out of pain because you were in pain yourself and got out of it and you want other people to experience that freedom. Yes. That, that, um, that opening of potential. Um, it's liberating. And we have, the, they have the opportunity to share that with other people. So, uh, Katrina, our time is running short for this podcast, but I'm sure we will have deeper conversations as you progress this year in the first year of coaching at Gymnazo. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if you guys have questions, listeners got questions, or want to find out more about our Movement Collective, check the links on our Spotify here. And also check our Instagram, Gymnazo EDU, Gymnazo, which is just the slow local uh, uh, Gymnazo Instagram. And then Katrina, how can they find you? Oh, uh, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Uh, Katrina 
Ack. Is it? I don't even know my own Instagram. <laughs> I love it. Just forget it. <laughs> Check her. Go look up Katrina on Instagram for the Jinaza page. She's tagged in something there. I think it's Katrina.ack. She me build some remember. stuff. She's a badass mover. She's at least tagged in awesome stuff. I haven't quite. Yeah, I'm not there yet. I'll get there soon. <laughs> you can check us out also on uh, uh, on YouTube, Jim Nozzle YouTube, and you can find me at Movement Exploration Channel on the IG where we just continue to dive into the potential of movement using our matrix. So until next time, y'all, peace, and hope to hear from you soon. Hey, y'all, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please share it with your fitness obsessed friends and peers who are also navigating this world of fitness and trying to succeed with the trends and misinformation. As you guys can see, this podcast is basically a masterclass for trainers wanting to level up in their coaching skills and their fitness business model. We launched this in 2020 because you and your fitness tribe deserve to see an unfiltered look at all the aspects of what it takes to stand out as a next generation coach and build a successful fitness business. So share it far and wide. And please, when you do, do me a favor, take a screenshot of this screen and share it to your social media accounts and use the hashtag Gymnazo Podcast. That's hashtag Gymnazo Podcast. That way we can see you and share your post with our audience. And finally, when you're ready to go to the next level as a coach or in your business and to reach more people, please go check out gymnazoedu.com. We have put together the best 90-day coaching program on the market for trainers wanting to become a masterful practitioner and build a business that gives them the freedom and impact. So let us help you do just that. We have online training and one-on-one coaching to guide you through a full 90-day certification. We even get you training our clients live because it's always better to work out your kinks on someone else's clients than yours. But we promise you this, your clients will be blown away by the transformation our program will help you make. You'll be masterful at a whole new level and part of an incredible community of coaches worldwide taking their skills to the next level. So if you thought today's episode had some fire to it, and inspired you to take action, wait until you see what we deliver on this program. So just go to gymnazoedu.com and we'll see you on the other side. Remember that turning your passion for fitness into transformation and sustainable business is critical to reaching the people and lives you were put on earth to help. It matters and truly can make an impact in other people's lives. So I hope you do that. Keep sharing your passion and we'll talk to you soon.